0: For November the 14th, 2020, this is Topolotox Games, episode 200. So, if I'm not mistaken, um, this to the day is uh, three years since my very first episode of uh, Tobotox Games. And it uh, also just happens to be uh, episode 200, so it's like a double double whammy, double celebration. (laughs) um it's interesting that i've managed to keep doing this for for three years now uh, off and on uh it was more intense in the beginning um i was doing an episode a day almost and um, that's uh, petered off and uh, especially during this last year and a half where i've been uh, playing almost exclusively magic The gathering arena uh, i've had less uh, News, so to speak, uh, to talk about uh, more. Just discussing the uh, the game itself and the uh, well, the decks uh, and, and cards that I've been using, and uh, so I I haven't had as as much uh, reason to do as a frequent uh, release of my little thoughts, but um, but yeah, two hundred. Um, and today like i've been doing for like i mentioned for for this last year and a half or so uh it's gonna be magic gathering arena and uh, today i have a new deck i put together yesterday um and i've been having uh pretty good success with it actually um it's it's funny because uh usually you have the uh, divide of the decks are either aggro if they're uh, quick decks that try tries to take out the opponent uh early uh, with lots of little critters and then uh, cheap uh, damage uh, uh, dealing cards uh, then you have the mid range which uh, usually ro- revolves around some combos uh, powerful combos to to um uh, to set up, uh, uh, set them up for win, and then you have the uh, control decks, which um, tend to just be—they build towards uh, just uh, trying to stop the anything the opponent is doing, and uh, then and finally when the opponent is all spent, uh, uh, you you just uh, uh, roll them over with that, whatever you have, <laughs> which doesn't have to be all that much usually, uh, as long as you have the upper hand. But uh, this deck is uh, is funny because it's uh it's kind of a little bit of everything it's uh i jokingly called it the uh mid range combo control deck ramp deck even uh, so the ramp decks are the decks that uh try to build uh, usually build uh mana as as quickly as possible to to get in uh some powerful spell uh to win the game as soon as possible. Um, but this kind of does a little bit of everything. Um, I I do have a few ideas or a specific idea for an upgrade, but I'll run down the uh, deck as it stands right now. So I call it Luris Artifact Dance, and uh, it's a white and blue uh deck, but mainly an artifact deck, and um. The idea is to, I mean, it it centers around my two favorite cards at the moment, which is Ugin, the Spirit Dragon, and uh, and the Forgotten uh, Temple. I think it's called. Uh, I I for whatever reason I keep always forgetting Forsaken Monument. I mean, for <laughs> Forsaken Monument. Uh, I'm always always unsure if it's Forsaken or Forgotten Monument, but um, uh, Forsaken Monument. And uh, yeah, I just love that uh, those two cards, and uh, so I've I've been really focusing towards uh, uh, artifact decks for the last couple of months or so, Uh, maybe three even. And um, this is no different. Um, I talked earlier about my uh, spare supplies deck, which is uh, uh, mono red, but mostly artifact deck. And this one is um, has instead some white and some blue. But almost uh, it's mostly artifact, a little bit of red, uh, white, and then just one single card that has some blue. So, <laughs> but I'm I'm thinking of changing that. So, um, I'll just I'll just run through the uh, kind of the way uh, instead of going down the deck list. Um, I'll still I'll just uh, run down the kind of strategy of the deck. Um, the initial strategy is is to, to get out uh quickly uh with some some quick hits. So I have uh, four ginger boots in there, which will have a, a haste and just cost one single colorless mana. So you can just uh, get that into play on the on the first turn and and do it do damage immediately, usually. Especially specifically if you're you're uh, if you start the game and and uh, your opponent hasn't played yet, but quite often your opponent will not play something on the first turn, uh, and then, then you get the chance anyway. Or if they do, it will be some um, mana-generating creature They that's usually fairly weak, uh, like a, a lotus uh, cobra, or uh, uh, some other little creature that uh, they don't want to uh, risk. Um, anyway, so ginger boots uh, for the Early game, as well as Stone Coil Serpent, which is, uh, is that as a cost of X. You can uh, use whatever amount of mana you have. I usually don't do a 1 1 unless I really need to. Uh, I'll, I'll do a 2 2. So, uh, a usual game will start out with a Ginger Boot on the first turn, Stone Coil Serpent as a 2 2 on the second turn. And uh, another reason for doing uh, that is uh, to draw some aggro. Uh to to kind of uh, put the stone call serpent out there uh as a bait, uh to lure some uh lure the opponent to take that out instead of uh my uh um, um where is it? Uh my palladium mirrors, which I tend to play on the third turn. Since it's a weak two two, um uh, that's uh, an easy target, but uh uh uh, if if I want things to go smoothly and quickly, you really want to keep that in play. So better to uh, to, to um, offer up the the serpent, uh, and you, of course you have the ginger boot out there as well. So um, hopefully they'll waste their uh, damage dealing cards uh, early ones on those, and then you can play the uh, paladin mirror. Another early card I want to get out is the maze mind tome or and or spare supplies which both cost two colorless so uh, those are also good to get out and start uh, uh, especially maze mine tome i want to do the usually in the early game you want to use it to scry uh, to control what you're going to be able to draw and in the later game usually you'll have a lot of mana and you can use them to, to draw a lot of cards as spare supplies, of course, you don't have that option, but uh, that will help you cycle through your cards a bit quicker. Um, then, um, moving a little bit into the uh, mid game, I have um, Lurus of the Dream Den, and this is uh, the one of the initial cards uh, as, uh, that was a reason behind uh, putting white in the deck. And the idea here is to be able to replay the Gingerbread in the Stone Cold Serpents as well as the mace mine Tome and the spare supplies, um, to be able to really get that draw engine going. And uh, also have a glass casket for those in here to take care of those early uh, enemy creatures. I'm starting to think, I, I lost my last game against someone who didn't really have any small creatures, so I didn't really have much of a use for the uh, uh, glass casket. And I'm starting to think that... Um, That I really, um, that I really um, might uh, be better served having something else in that spot, but I'll get back to that. Um, So hopefully you get Luris into play, you can start uh, replaying those cards, um, get some real value, Um, and this is all the while uh, you're uh, waiting to get your Forsaken Monument into play. Uh, if you're lucky and you and your Paladin Mirrors arrives on turn 3, then you can play the Forsaken Monument on turn 4. Uh, otherwise, uh, on turn 5, if you have it already, then uh, hopefully you'll have 5 lands in play and, and you can play it anyway. And then that'll really start to to uh, boost your creatures, so all of a sudden your Ginger Boots is a 3-3, three, three, and uh, your Stone Cold Serpent, if you played it for 2, is a 4-4. Four, four. And if you didn't, uh, all of a sudden you have a bunch more mana, and you can a gigantic uh, serpent um, and if they have been taken out uh, you can use Lurrus to, to bring them back into play uh, pretty powerfully. Um, unfortunately you can't, I noticed today uh, Stockholm Serpent you're not allowed to pay more than two to bring it into play uh, with uh, Lurus of the Dream done, which is interesting because um, uh, any card that has a uh, kick uh, mechanic, you can pay that that cost, and uh, and I have that in another deck. I have uh, a card which has kick, and you can use Loris since it just costs two as a casting cost. You can it, Luris will allow you to play it from the graveyard, but you can still pay more than two then. But of course, that's the kick cost and not the actual cast, uh summoning cost. So I guess that's that's the way the rules uh, are are set up. Uh, so those are the main cards. I also have all the glitters, three copies of that. Since uh, this is, a, this is mo- mostly an a artifact deck, that uh, comes uh, in pretty nicely and uh, can boost up your ginger boots, your Stone cold serpents, uh, or or uh, help protect us and and uh, create that. Uh, uh, um, life gain um there's a bunch of life gain this this deck uh, as well even though i don't tend to think of it as a life link it's not really a life link deck but it does have lurus which has life link. um the Maze Mind Tome will give you four life when when it's um exiled and uh the forsaken monument will give you two life every time you play a uh, colorless card so um that does give you quite a bit of life Lang- uh, life uh, gain, and as well I have uh, four radiant monuments which will give you two life when you play them. So uh, quite often I'll have more than 30 life um, if, if things are going well um, when we get to the uh, late game. Um, so for that, of course, Ugin the Spirit Dragon is the, uh, main, uh, um, the main method of, of of finishing off uh, your opponent um either by having them just give up as you play it which happens every now and then um or they'll try to write to it out and they fail um, i had a fun game the other day i was playing out a uh, a what's it called your event, i think um, and anyway it's an uh an esper uh control deck so um, lots of bouncing white and uh, bouncing uh, uh, permanents, but uh, we had a long and, and uh, drawn-out game, and I probably would have won, but I had to quit because I was I had to go away. I had to I had to leave, had to, leave uh, to pick up my son at school, but um, but that was a fun deck, and and I kept uh, playing Ugin after Ugin to have four in the and the deck. Yeah, uh, they just wouldn't it just wouldn't give up. <laughs> Um, and then finally um the only de- card at the moment that has any blue in it is a uh, a single copy of dance of the Man. Um a card that I've been swearing uh, over when I when I encounter it uh but I've been really uh, itching to to play with it myself uh lately or every now and then I have but I haven't gotten around to actually um getting any more uh copies i just have one uh and uh so right now i think i'm i'm gonna use my rares that i I've, um that i get uh, in the future to get some more the man's but uh, at the same time i haven't actually been able to try it out in this deck uh, i've had it on hand a couple times but um i think once uh, i was forced to Discard it was a pretty funny situation. Uh, the opponent had the option of, um, they looked at my hand and had the option to have me discard either Dance of the Mance or Ugin the Spare Dragon. And either way, I was going to use the other one to to, to win the game. So it, it was just up to the opponent which way they wanted to go out. And they chose Ugin, so uh, I mean, they chose to leave Ugin, so, so I didn't get a chance to use Dance of the Mance. But uh, this feels like it could be really powerful, uh, especially when you get the uh, X cost above 6. So as a reminder, the, it's a sorcery for one white and one blue and an X. And it reads, return up to X target artifact and or non-aura enchantment cards, each with a converted mana cost of X or less, from your graveyard to the battlefield. If X is 6 or more, those permanents are 4 for creatures. In addition to their other types, so that's really interesting. I wonder what I'm not sure exactly what will happen uh, with an artifact creature. Um, if you pull it out, uh, I guess it is a it, it goes to four um, four, and that's fine by me because uh, I mean the stone cold serpent. If you played that without paying its uh, X cost, then uh, it would just die. So that that's that's a good. <laughs> Um, bonus. A ginger boot, of course, is just a one-one, so that's uh, no problem. And uh, Paladin Mirror is also just a two-two, so that's not an issue. Uh, then hopefully I have a, 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 some Maze Mind tomes and spare supplies, uh, and maybe glass caskets even uh, in the uh, graveyard. So you bring those back as 4 force, That would be pretty cool. Um, so yet, uh, so so I haven't yet been able to try that out but um, I think that could be a really powerful end-game situation so and then uh, since this is a mostly um, artifact deck I have two bonders enclave which uh, quite often I get to use uh, of course allows you to draw a card if you have a creature of uh, power four or greater uh, I have four crawling barons which also uh, not too um uh, it's not uh, too uncommon to have one of those be uh, your game finisher so uh, that's a, of course a land that produces the colorless or you can pay for and put two plus one plus one counters on coin barons then you may have it become a zero zero elemental creature until end of turn it's still a land so you can pay the cost to make it into a creature and uh, it, initially, it will be a 2 2, and then, but it since it's counters that stay on the card every time every turn you to pay the cost, or if you pay it uh, several times per turn, it will add an additional 2 2. So, uh, quite often, uh, this is uh, a land uh, since it's a land, and uh, many opponents don't think too much about it, but uh, it can really uh, be a game ender uh, if you and your opponent's turn by putting a 2-2 on it, and then it's your turn, and hopefully you have a Forsaken Monument in play. So you turn it into a creature, since it's a colorist, uh, it gets uh, plus 2 plus 2, and it gets the additional two uh, counters on it, so it's uh, all of a sudden a 6-6 that they, did, was, they weren't expecting. Um, so those are great. Uh, also have a couple of labyrinth of scophos, scophos which uh, allow you to... Remove a creature from uh, combat. You could uh, usually, it'll be work as uh, instead of blocking a creature, you can pull it back. Um, but uh, you could also use it to save a creature that uh, your opponent has surprised with uh, a surprise block or, or something that you weren't expecting, something that they flashed into play. Uh, of course, the four Radiant Fountains I talked about before I have uh, six planes, one island, one Fabled Passage. And four unknown shores. Uh, of course, the ordinary shores are in there because they produce, mainly produce colors uh, mana, which will be doubled by the forsaken monument. But then you can also use it to turn it into a the color you need, uh, usually a white for the lures, it requires two. Um, so that's the deck list. Um, I've had a lot of fun with this deck. Um, but what I'm thinking about is. Uh, i think i'm gonna switch out the four glass caskets for uh, fair wishes instead and put the glass caskets in the uh, sideboard uh, that way um, I-, I think also uh, in doing so um i'm gonna put uh, my fourth forsaken monument in the uh, in the sideboard and um, i might even put a nougan in there um, and uh maybe even my dance of the mouse, or if I get a second dance of the mouse, to put that in there just to be able to have those on hand uh a little bit more easily um there's also some other wa- cards I'm interested in putting in there, so um so we'll see how how that goes but uh overall, really happy with this deck uh and I look forward to. Moving into Mythic with it, i, I moved uh, just now from um, Platinum uh, Tier 2 to Tier 1, um, but I haven't really had time to, or hadn't, haven't really focused on on uh, pushing uh, onward and upward in the rankings lately. But now I'm uh, encouraged to do so uh, with the spec and some other decks I've been working on, I've mentioned before, uh, that uh, have been doing really well. So uh, we'll see. But uh, yeah, that's it for uh, episode 200. Um, See if I'm doing this in in, uh, maybe three uh, years, uh, another three years, and we reach episode 400. Who knows? But that's it for today.